Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome back to Echo. Really glad you're with us. And with me today, I have two awesome guests in Ross Knight and Ruby Pimentel. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Ross, let's start with you. I'm Ross, and I pastor up in Boone and Banner Elk, North Carolina, up in the mountains. Cool. And Ruby? Hi, I'm Ruby, and I pastor in Asheville and Hendersonville, all the way up to the mountains in North Carolina. Awesome. So I'm just across the state line in South Carolina. Uh, so I, 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 I'm jealous of the mountains. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm jealous of. But today we are talking about a interesting topic and kind of one that is one of the more obs- not obscure but nebulous topics. And and what I mean is, um, if you've grown up in faith, you're taught a lot of your faith is uh, is black and white. You know, a lot of things are very. It's it's easy to understand this, and you know this is what you should do. This isn't what you should do. There are clear lines, and waiting on God, having to wait for the answer to a prayer, or or waiting for guidance, or or waiting for God to intervene. I think that's one of the things that actually breaks that reality of black and white. It's it's our first glimpse into the gray areas of faith, and and so I want to kind of demystify that process of waiting on God. There are a lot of people I think that 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 think about waiting on God and they say, am I the only one that waits? You know, is, is this normal? You know, waiting for a week, waiting for months, waiting for years, decades even. Is this, is this normal? So I want to demystify this a, a bit today uh, and, and maybe talk about some of your experiences with, with waiting on God as well. So any initial thoughts as we talk about this topic? Well, you know, um, waiting on God, it's um, something that is, sounds good in theory, um, you know, we have um, certain steps that maybe we could say how to wait on God, but when we put it into practice, it's, it's really hard because um, it requires patience. It, it requires us to not hear anything. Um, so it's very difficult, and I, I know from my experience, I could say that very difficult waiting on God. Um, but I'll say that I'll say this: um, one of the the good advantages of waiting is when the response comes, you're able to understand more. Uh, through that whole process that you went through, that period of silence and not hearing nothing or not knowing what to do. Uh, once that answer comes, then you'll have a better view, a better picture, a better understanding. But I I like to say that um, one of the things I do when I have to wait on God is I always train myself to ask multiple times and then just not to think about it. Mm. Because if I think about it, I'm going to drive myself crazy Yeah, because I want an answer. So I just pray about it and don't even think about it the whole day. I just do whatever I want, and I just remember again when I have to pray. Hmm. And that's that's how I deal with waiting on God. Because if not, humanly speaking, I'm human. I'll you know I'll get desperate. Hmm. That's a good point. I I agree with a lot of. I resonate with a lot of what you're saying, Ross. What about you? You know, when I think about waiting on God, I have to ask, what am I waiting for? Uh, am I looking for is it is it just simply like a matter of i'm praying for something specific to happen or i'm praying for a resolution in my life or someone else's life am i praying and am i expecting a response to be the thing that i'm looking for basically you know so i'm thinking how many times am i praying and i continue to pray and i continue to pray 
And I wonder sometimes, am I praying and God's already answered the prayer? He's already he's already acted and I don't even know it. Or he has acted, he's answered it in a way. Sometimes maybe he's said no. Or he answered, he gave you something different than what you were actually looking for. So when I say I'm waiting for, when I'm waiting for God, am I, am I waiting for something specific? Am I waiting just until I get what I want and then attribute that to God? Or am I really openly waiting for God to act? Uh, and if I'm waiting for God to act, I think it's, I think it's important that we really truly look for his, uh, for his action and not just simply what I'm looking for, if that makes sense. Well, for me, I think there's, there's this big difference between active waiting and passive waiting, right? So I think there are times we are called to passively wait, where we sit and we do nothing and we wait for God to answer or act. But I think there are other times where we actively wait. So an example of this, like an easy example is someone who's preparing to go to college and they're wondering, where should I go? You, even if you're even in the wondering and the asking God to direct you and, and, and open up the doors, you're still filling out a ton of college applications and, and getting that ready, right? So there's, there's, there's this, there are times where you are called to actively wait and do something in your life um, until. So even, um, even with, you know, if you're in a job that you hate or don't like and you're, you're thinking about getting a, a, another job, right? Um, you can sit there and wait for it to fall into your lap or you can go out and look, and look at potential employers and pray about it and say, God, if, if this is the move you want me to make, then 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 point me in the right direction here. But there's no pointing you in the right direction if you're not moving to begin with, right? So um, I do think there's a difference there. And um, and determining that can be difficult. You know, how do I know which one to wait on? But I, I think it's important to at least mention the fact that there are there is a difference and there is a time for one and a time for the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another thing we got to remember also when it comes to waiting on God, uh, sometimes we wait in vain because there's a lot of things we ask God that um, we don't need to wait because we already know the answer. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I yeah, <laughs> we ask for God. You know, you think she's the one for me, but you know that she's not Christian. She's not. You know, she doesn't have the same values we have. So that's just wasting time because Bible is clear. Or should I? Uh, should I kill? The Bible is clear. You know, there's things that I think that we wait in vain. And, um, and, and and that's why sometimes we get desperate. Oh, God doesn't answer me. He does answer. It's just, and, and that's very important. What Ross said was like, is it my will? Because a lot of times we don't hear, hear an answer. It's not because God is not speaking. It's because you're pushing so much your your way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I'll, I'll tell you a quick story real quick. When I was in college, I used to like this girl. And man, but I was shy. I didn't know what to say. And but you know, one day I said, you know what? That's it, God. I'm I'm tired of waiting. I haven't heard you. So this one more do. If I go up, and I know she's sitting in the first pew on my left, that means that's mine. You know, that's that's the answer. Mm. But see, it was it was uh, youth day, and every youth day she always sits on the left pew because she's part <laughs> of the choir. So that's so you know, I'm still pushing my 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 way in some ways. So. Um, you know, waiting on God requires, uh, and love it because uh, Ross mentioned this, you got to make sure to know if this is God's will or not. And that's why a lot of people get desperate. And, and I've been there. I'm not excluding myself from there. I've been there because I want to push my way so much yeah. that then I think God is not answering. And he is answering, just not the way I want him to answer. Well, I think there, there's this idea of, 
you know, we're waiting on God, not realizing that God's waiting on us. I think mm -hmm. of it like if I'm sitting in the driver's seat and a friend's getting in the car and the door is locked and they're trying to open the door at the same time that I'm trying to unlock the door and, I'm, and we're both waiting on each other to do like – I need you to stop trying to open the door so that I can unlock it so that you can get in the car. And it's this weird thing where I do think that in those moments where we're trying to solve our own problems, God's like, okay, well, are you done yet? <laughs> now, now it's my turn. Yeah. You know, uh, Ruby, it's interesting too. I had a similar example that I remember a, a professor of mine was sharing. He says this, uh, this uh, guy went into his offices. The, the girl I'm supposed to marry won't marry me. She actually won't even go on a date with me. And uh, but Fresh is like, well, have uh, you know? Are you guys close? Do you guys see each other? And and he's like, well, no. But I had a dream that we were going to be together, and I told her this, and and she just is won't talk to me. And he goes. Well, did she, uh, maybe you want to ask her if she had that dream also. Otherwise, you may not have had a, a, a God-given dream, but more of a of a fantasy that you're hoping for, you know. Um, and so, I, I, you know, it's interesting. We often will confuse our will with God's will sometimes. When we want something so bad, we're convinced. And sometimes I think it, that can be self-brought on where we convince ourselves we either need something want some convince that a want is a need basically yeah. um and uh, you know I, this is a, a little bit uh, unrelated to to that point though i had another thought you know so many times we're also praying uh, we're praying for god's will to be done when we're praying for somebody else you know like someone else's context of uh, like, you know, we wanted healing in someone's life or we wanted, you know, someone to be able to find a good job or to be able to f put food on their table. And how many times are we waiting on God when we pray when God is calling us to actively do something ourselves, too, in that situation? I'm praying for bread to be put on someone else's table when I have tons of in my cupboards that I could easily mm. hand off to, uh, hand off to, to so the, the person that I'm praying for specifically. I'm in that case, I'm waiting on God to act when he has blessed me with the power to act in that situation. I think too, you touched on something here too, when there's, there's an, there's a, an importance around community when you're waiting for something. And, and you pointed this out in your story just de facto, which is, um, it often takes another person to call you on on the fact that you're mixing your will with God's. We are often our own worst. We're often our own worst critics. We're we're also the worst judge of our own character and of our own intent. And uh, it sometimes takes trusted people in our lives to call us to accountability to say, "No, I think you're just trying to make this work," and you're th and you're you're convinced that it's God, but really this is you, and you need to take a step back and and let God do. God's work, not you. I mean, we can see that sometimes, you know, uh, I'm not saying I'm not trying to share any sort of a prosperity gospel or anything like that. But but there are people whose ministries have and I'm not saying financially, I'm just saying as in God has clearly taken different ministries and blown them up to a, a larger scale because yeah. he's clearly behind and, and, and working in something. Um, and you can also you can also see that, you know, he answers by not putting something together. And yet people will, at times, as Ruby points out, we can wait in vain when God has already answered saying, listen, I am not behind what you are putting together. And yet we work for years and years and years rather than actually say, Lord, 
is this what you have for me? And even if it is something that I think God has put us in and blessed us with, it's good for us to ask that question from time to time and say, Lord, is this what you want me to be doing right now? Is this where you, is this where you have me? And if you want to move me somewhere else or do, or have me do, do something else with my life, show me, you know, um, because I, I think sometimes if we wait in vain or we continue to work in vain without waiting on the Lord, sometimes, uh, sometimes we can just be useless after a while, basically. Yeah. And, you know, something that, um, you know, the question still remains there, you know, why does God stay silent? I mean, how, how do I wait on the Lord? He stays silent. Um, I, I always think that, uh, God's silence and, and I've experienced this personal, uh, personally, is that God stays silent because he will not be controlled by us. You know, um, that's why a lot of times we feel he's, he's not talking is because he's not going to be controlled by us. And sometimes we got to be honest, we, we do know how to control the Lord with what we want, you know. Um, I always, when I preach, I tell people we have fantasies on, on how to tell God how to, how to respond. Mm. Like, uh, you have a mother that her son is not in church and they pray, father, bring them to church. Let him have an accident, not to die, but at least a bread to be, a leg to be broken. Something that will, you know, push him to come to, you know, we have all this fantasy on how to tell God how to act. And God is not going to be manipulated by us. So yeah. he says, quiet. So when you. When you're ready to let me do what I want to do at the time I want to do it, I'll do it. I think, I think too, there's a, we have a disconnect in the way we read the Bible and the characters and the stories in the Bible because we have this perspective of, you know, I can read Joseph's entire story in 20 pages when in reality, Joseph's story took place over, you know, 20 years. You know, Joseph sat in prison waiting for 17 years of, you know, and it says God blessed him and God took care of him. And sure, he may have he may have seen like, yeah, God, you're you're providing me the way through this. But you have no idea what the end game is. You have no idea what's going on. And maybe he didn't see it. Right. Uh, or Jonah sitting in the whale for three days, not knowing that he was going to be spit out safely. That's three days and three nights sitting in the belly of a fish and you're just in the dark, in complete darkness. Um, I, you know, it says he wrote a poem there and I often wonder, what did he do? Like scribe it on the wall of the, like, you know, like how could he even see? And, and so there's, there's, um, there's all these instances of people waiting. Israel waits 400 years to be uh, let out of, of Egypt. And there's a period of 400 years of silence from God between the Old Testament and the New Testament. So you've got all these periods of waiting in Scripture. but because, And that's, that's, gener yeah. that's generational waiting, too. That's not like <laughs> exactly. one person waiting his whole lifetime. That's, that's generations yeah. living, passing away, and, and hanging on to um, not just traditions, but stories being handed down to, to them. And still, you know, that's why when I, when I think about that example, uh, is it's interesting to me because we see it from the context of reading through history or reading through the Bible and saying, I mean, how could they do that? Of course, that you know, from the reader's perspective, yeah, three chapters ago, they saw what happened when they do this. You know, they you go into uh, idolatry. This is what happens. You know, that you fall into this sin. This is what happens. How could they not know that? These are like four generations later, exactly. often that, that are repeating the same mistake that generations had made uh, made before time. So this constant, uh, this constant waiting. You know, we can't say ourselves that we would be all that different. At least that's my opinion. No, I agree. I, it is it is interesting. And this is the first time I'm really thinking about what you just said. 
throughout the full uh, entirety of Israel's history. But yeah, every time they go into captivity, it's a new generation of Israelites that that don't really understand or or, or firsthand experience to the captivity that they went through last time. So it's like, it's not remember what you experienced, but remember what your forefathers experienced. And I think there's a lesson in that for us too, because everyone has had to wait. This is not something that's some brand new theological idea. Waiting on God is absolutely a part of the Christian life. It is. It is part of the Christian life. And, and more important also is that, um, you know, waiting requires um, not just patience, but we must remember this. Um, maybe you don't have to wait. Uh, maybe you're only waiting because you're expecting God to answer one specific way. You know, I have a lot of pastors, uh, friends, and, and great ministers that we have in the church that they, when they tell the story, the personal stories, they always say, well, I was standing and I heard God's voice. That said this, this, and that. So people in the church is like, okay, the only way I'm going to really know if God spoke to me is mm. if he talked to me, you know, and not necessarily God has to speak to me. You know, your experience is yours. God spoke to you one way and another way him and me another way. He doesn't have to be specific with everyone the same because we're all different. And that's one of the common problems I find when I have people that call me and say, well, Pastor, I haven't heard God's voice. I say, okay, that's fine. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm I ask him for this. Okay, but try to find another way that maybe he has spoken to you. Not necessarily that you heard his voice. You know, it could be through the scriptures, it could be to a friend, it could be through something. And that's something that we all gotta be paying attention to. Oh, absolutely. And so so I think a lot of this comes down to perspective. I think a lot of it comes down to understanding our own and you know, checking our own hearts and motives. But let me ask you this. So I'm I'm stuck. I've been waiting for decades. I've been waiting for days even. You know, it doesn't matter the, the time, but I've been waiting in a in a period of time and I'm still waiting. What do I do? What do I just how do I keep waiting? Right? What do I do to buy time or or, or to pass the time uh, constructively? What what advice would you give to someone who's just stuck waiting and feeling really discouraged? Well, me personally, I will, after explaining to them all the steps I take, and I mentioned it at the beginning, I usually pray, don't think about it no more, because if not, I'm going to drive myself crazy. But if they spend, they've been spending years, only answer for them is maybe that's not what God wants for you. Hmm. So don't keep asking. Move to another thing. and well, That could be. Again, I think it comes down to what are they waiting for, number one. you know, Yeah, that, right. If it's that, a parent praying for their kid, that doesn't exactly fit con, con, anymore. Con, context would dictate probably how I would, how I would answer that. Uh, but at the, same, at the same point, you know, uh, Revelation tells us about uh, uh, the patience of the saints, you know. And I also – I ask to say, so what have, what have you learned in this, time, in this trying time of, of waiting what have you what have you learned in in this in this uh effort have you has it taught you to be more patient has it taught you anything valuable in what you're waiting for have you felt that you need to give up or have you felt that god is pulling you a different direction um but i i do say has it built up any endurance in you because any of us who have to wait for a long period of time uh have to will build up endurance for the next challenge or the next thing that we might be waiting on. I think of it in this example, um, when, before my wife and I got married, we were, uh, we were dating long distance. I was living up in Michigan. She was living in Alabama. And so I would have to travel down to Alabama in the, uh, about 
10 and a half hour drives. And I was making that trip a whole bunch of times to go and, and visit the person who I would eventually marry. And that is a long drive, let me tell you. And, and, and when you get stuck in traffic, it would just get all the more long. Yeah. And so as, uh, as I was able to do that more and more for the, like the year and a half that I was having to make those trips down, uh, I started to build up an endurance for being able to drong, drive, uh, drive long distances. Uh, and then it seemed like when, when I moved closer, it wasn't nearly as bad. I was like, oh, five hours, no problem. I say oh, all yeah. that to say uh, I built up an endurance for driving. And I will say the outcome, I got to marry my wife. And, uh, <laughs> and that was definitely worth it. And I was happy for the endurance I had built up, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think uh, the last thing that I would say, and then I'll ask you guys for your final thoughts. My, my last point is um, I think God values asking. And I, there's several times where Jesus just says, ask and you'll receive, but he doesn't say it in a way that just ask once, but ask and keep asking and keep asking. And I think um, how how long we continue asking is also, and how much we ask is also an indicator of how much we want it. Um, and sometimes God's like, yeah, this is a phase. You won't want this in another year, right? So I'm not actually going to grant this to you and your waiting is in vain. Um, and, and I think God wants us to ask as well because he values that communication. And this is what I want. This is what I dream of. And this is, and God wants to know your dreams and your heart and, and your, and your desires. And he, and he wants to make those things happen, uh, as long as they are also in your best interest for eternity. And so I would uh, also, I just added word of encouragement to someone in, in, in that kind of boat, but any final thoughts for our listeners on this? Uh, waiting is the most difficult thing, but it gives the best rewards. It's a good way to put it. Waiting uh, and patience uh, is one of the greatest builders of faith, I believe. Hmm. Well, thank you, Ruby. Thank you, Ross, for coming on, for sharing your thoughts on this and your experiences as well. And to our listeners, thank you guys so much for journeying with us through this. And if you are waiting on God, we uh, we hope you are encouraged and and maybe have a new perspective or a renewed perspective on this. And and you know, blessings to you and encouragement to you as as you continue waiting for God to act in whatever area of your life that you've been waiting for Him in and praying for Him in. Thank you guys so much for listening to Echo, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment.